Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Bibles and want to follow along in the reading here. I want to go to John's Gospel, chapter 8. John's Gospel, chapter 8. We're going to read the first 11 verses there. John 8, starting with verse 1. And it says, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. That means caught. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have uh, to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And he stooped down again and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the eldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus, when Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? Note this answer she gives. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful once again, God, for your spirit that we've felt in this service already today. We're so thankful, God, for the love that's in this church as the family of God. The freedom, Lord, that we have to worship you this morning in spirit and in truth. Uh, we're thankful, God, for your word today and what it means to our lives, God. It is surely the bread of life that feeds us spiritually, God. And we're thankful, Lord, for that today. And we realize, Lord, that we need your help, God, today to preach your great truths, Lord, that's in this word uh, 
So I pray, God, that you'll help us, Lord, as we just take a few minutes, Lord, to look at this passage of Scripture, Lord. Give us the power, Lord, of the Holy Ghost to help us to present, Lord, what you want us to see. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear what thus saith the Lord God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a story here that's uh, uh, about a woman and about Jesus here teaching and stuff. And uh, I know lately it seems like I've been trying to uh, uh, focus upon the stories of salvation, of people getting saved in the Bible, coming to Jesus, Jesus being around them. And you know, uh, I tell you, this salvation is a personal thing. Amen? I thought about when we preached about the woman on the well, uh, at the well, uh, you know, it was just her and Jesus there, huh? Her and Jesus was talking together and communion and communion together. And, and, and uh, I tell you, that's the way it is, huh? Praise God this morning. I'm glad that salvation is a personal thing, huh? That the Holy Ghost, I tell you, the Holy Spirit will get a hold of our hearts, huh? And, and deal with us and commune with us. Praise God. Here today, we'll see another woman. I tell you about Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Said here, my friend, it said here, and Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. Now, verse 1 and verse 2, there's a gap, okay? Listen, the verse 1 is what he done in the evening, huh? And verse 2 is when he come into this... To in this portion of scripture, he come in the morning. I tell you what he was, he was he was out there on the Mount of Olives. Huh? This is where Jesus went, huh? Away in retreat to get away from the crowds, to get away from the people. You know, they thronged him and followed him everywhere he went. Huh? And, and and the Mount of Olives was really a rescue for Jesus, huh? He would go up there into the Mount of Olives, huh? And at times he would take his disciples and they would be with him. But he would go up there and pray and commune with God, huh? He would go up there and be with the Heavenly Father, huh? He, that's sitting down to this earth, huh? And I tell you, he would go up there and he would pray to God, huh? And he would seek God's will and what God wanted him to do and where he wanted him to go, huh? He was up on the Mount of Olives, huh? Seeking God's will and God's work. I want to tell you something. I'll throw this in. Jesus didn't come to be a scholar. He didn't come to be a great engineer, huh? Or a great carpenter, or a great uh, a mechanic, or great uh, jobs that are out in this world today that man possessed. He never came for those purpose, for those reasons. But he came to save the lost world. Huh? He had a job to do, huh? And he was work and he was communion with uh, with the Father and talking to him. Huh? And he came down early in the morning, huh? Here it said in the scripture to teach the people. Huh? Said here, and early in the morning he came down into the temple, and all the people came into him. 
and he sat down and he taught them. I want to tell you, if you can just get this scene here this morning. Now here Jesus is coming down the, uh, off of the Mount of Olives. It's early uh, in the morning and, uh, and he's going to the temple there because that's where all the people knew he was going to be. Huh? They knew he was heading to the temple. Huh? Jesus had been teaching them and preaching them to them about the kingdom of God. Huh? And they were there waiting on him. Huh? I know they was. I believe it with all my heart. They was waiting to hear the teachings of the Master. Huh? The Master Jesus Christ. Huh? Waiting to hear the teachings of the kingdom of God. Huh? And of this gospel. And the, and the, and the prophets being foretold. Huh? He was, he was preaching and teaching them this, these things. Huh? I tell you, where did he get his message from? Straight from God. <laughs> he was up there where God was. Huh? And he was communing with God. Huh? And then he came down and delivered the message and the teaching. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to hear from him. Huh? They couldn't wait. They said there, and it says there in the scripture, no man ever said and talked or preached or done anything like Jesus. Huh? He was different. Huh? He spoke as one that had authority. He did have authority. Huh? He had the power of God on him. Amen. They were waiting on him. And it said here, and I like that part, it said, and all the people came. Huh? Not just a few, huh? But all came unto him. And he sat down. Huh? How would you like to be there in that class? <laughs> Praise God! That the Lord Jesus Christ just sat down, huh? And starts teaching. <laughs> wow, what an atmosphere. Huh? It said here, and the scribes and the Pharisees. Brought a woman, brought to him a woman, taken in adultery. And when they, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master. Now, back in a few chapters before, they were calling him a deceiver and a liar, huh? They was jealous of him. Now they're calling him Master. Woman, this woman was taken in adultery. In the very act. Amen. I thought about this. Here. <clears throat> Jesus is teaching the people. And there's a good atmosphere there. There's a, there's a good spirit. Huh? The people are attentive to what Jesus is saying. And they're listening. And they're sincere. And here comes the scribes and the Pharisees, huh? And they bring this adulteress, this woman that was called in adultery in the very act. And they bring her in, huh? And Jesus is sitting there teaching, and they bring her right up to him, huh? And says, Master, we've caught this woman in adultery and in the very act, huh? And he said here, now Moses' law, now that uh, the, the now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. 
what sayest thou? Let me get this tied in here, this 6 verse 2. This they said, tempting him, that they might have, an, uh, uh, have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in his, uh, uh, with his finger and wrote in the ground as though he never heard them. Huh, I want to tell you, let me, let me read something about these scribes and these Pharisees. There were six things huh, that they hated about Jesus. They did that, uh, and here, there's what they was. He, Jesus, proclaimed to be the Messiah, huh? And another, and number two, the good deeds that he done for the people. They were jealous of what he had done. They were jealous of his teachings, huh? They were jealous because the people were accepting them and not them. Did you get that this morning? Fame, fortune, big head. Huh? The scribes and the Pharisees. And, and, it's, and another was, he was a threat to their religious system. He was a threat to their way of life. Uh, they had power over the people. Before Jesus came, and now things have changed. His, uh, his social life was sinners. The Jews had nothing to do with sinners. Huh? You remember that? But Jesus went to all the sinners. Huh? Wherever he could, and ate with them, and had fellowship with them. Huh? See, to a Jew, a sinner was a disgrace. Huh? That's another reason they hated him. And another, and number six was his lack, his lack of respect for their traditions. And we know that all through the Bible in the New Testament, how they, the Jews were so strict on their traditions and their followings. But Jesus didn't follow that, huh? They hated that. So they brought this woman up here among, right in the midst, huh, of the teaching and of the crowd. And it said here, and I thought about the woman. Let me, let me back up for a minute. Let me back up. Let me back up here to this. It says that uh, now Moses' law commanded us, commanded us that we should that she should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Now let me tell you what the Old Testament says. The Old Testament said that if a man would be was uh, had committed adultery with a woman, and or vice versa, they both were to be taken out of the city and be killed. Okay, it doesn't say how they were supposed to be killed, but it said if they if they was adulterous and they committed adultery, that's what Moses' law said had to be done to them. Okay, and some of the rabbis believe it was that it was done by strangling, that they strangled them. I don't know. How, how, that was just in the reading in the commentary. But for her condition, now here's what I think she was. I think this is what happened to her. It said that if a woman was a virgin, okay, and she was betrothed to a man, and we know that means engaged, just like Mary was, engaged to Joseph, betrothed to Joseph, and if she was caught in adultery, her and the man that she committed adultery with was to be taken out 
to the edge of the city and stoned to death. So I think, this is just my thinking, I'm not for sure. I think this is what the situation was with this woman, okay? That she was, she was engaged to a man and somehow she ran into this other man and uh, having a sexual relationship with him and then she was caught, caught in the very act. Now, it also said that if there was a woman that was a virgin and engaged to a man and uh, if she was raped or hollered out, I was kind of looking at these old, uh, uh, the old uh, law there, but if she hollered out huh, and made known to someone that what had happened to her, what was happening to her, then the man would be put to death and she was free. Which makes sense. But anyway, I know i gotta, I got to get moving here. But anyway, uh, I want you to think about this for a moment. This woman, huh? they caught her. I don't know how many scribes or how many Pharisees there was. And they brought her up huh, in front of Jesus. huh, And all the people huh, and, and told her sin what she did. Right in public. Think about how this woman felt. Let's look at the woman for a minute and her feelings, huh? Huh? She never dreamed that this would ever happen, that she'd get caught, let alone get being put in front of the temple, in front of all the people. I want to tell you, this was the worst day in her life, huh? She didn't know what to think, huh? How embarrassing. Huh? How humiliating it would be. He stood up there. Huh? Said she needed to be stoned. What they was trying to do was trick Jesus. This is what it was about. Huh? They was trying to discredit his teachings. Huh? And, 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 and to the people. They wanted to discourage the people to turn from him. Huh? Don't listen to this deceiver. Huh? If Jesus said yes, stoner. Go ahead and stoner. Huh? The Romans had the power over the Jews. The Romans' empire controlled the Jews. Huh? Nobody was put to death huh? unless the Roman government give the okay. All right? So when the Roman government give the okay, then the Jews was able to do capital punishment, huh? the way I understand it. And anyway, they knew if he said stoner, then he was going against the Roman Empire. He was going against them. He had took it on himself to have her stoned through his authority. Now to get him in trouble. Huh? The second thing was that he said, it was said, that if he said, don't, don't stone her, then he's going against the law of Moses. Huh? You're going against the law of Moses. And all these people, huh? Huh? Were the, were the Jews the ones he were t was teaching, huh? And they followed the law of Moses. That was their religion, huh? That was their following. So he had them, he would turn all the people against him. You see what he's saying? Huh? You see what I'm saying? It's just, it was, they was trying to trick him. If he said yes, he was in trouble. If he said no, he was in trouble. Huh? And Jesus said here, it said, the scripture, <laughs> that he stooped down, huh, 
that he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Huh? And they which heard it became, and, okay, let me back up. And he said here in verse 6, but he stooped down uh, and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Okay? So we don't know what Jesus wrote on the ground. There's been so much speculation, so many sayings, so many ideals, huh? What Jesus wrote there in the sand with his finger. Some say that he was writing down their sins that they did, the scribes and the Pharisees. He was writing them in the sand. They didn't know what it was. Nobody knew what it was, huh? Like he didn't even hear them. And then what did they do here? They persisted, huh? They kept, they continued asking him, huh? Because he wasn't paying any attention to them. Now listen, Jesus, you're not going to get out of this. You're going to have to give us an answer, huh? Here it is. This is the evidence, huh? The woman was caught in adultery. And we ask you, what are you going to do with her? What did Moses' law say to do? Huh? Did you see this? Huh? Okay, they weren't expecting this answer. <laughs> they wasn't expecting this. Huh? Jesus is so... I tell you, he knew how to handle them, didn't he? He said he that was that without... He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. <laughs> what a brilliant way to put it. Huh? The divine son of God, huh? I tell you, had the power of God upon him. Said if you're without sin, huh? In your life, huh? If you're innocent, go ahead and cast a stone at her. Huh? So I'll tell you something here. And it said here that she, and he stooped down again and wrote on the ground. <laughs> huh? Praise God! And then it said, let me get, continue on because this, this gets it with it too. And he said, and they which heard it, being convicted in their own uh, conscience, went out one by one. Huh? I want to tell you, I was thinking about this. Huh? You remember old Belshazzar, huh? I tell you, he had a, a banquet and he had a party. You remember that? And he was drunk, huh? He had all the kids, all of his hosts and his captains, huh? And all the important people at his banquet. And he was dancing with a young harlot. I tell you, he was drunk, huh? Uh, and he was just living it up. He went over and he got the cups out of the temple, huh? And the sacred things. And he used the wine, drunk wine out of the holy cups that were in the temple of Jerusalem. And what happened? I tell you, there was a handwriting on the wall, huh? You remember that story, huh? There was a hand that came writing on the wall, huh? Praise God. I tell you, old Belshazzar, Huh? He's seen that handwriting. He's seen that hand. I tell you, the scripture said that his knees shook and his face knocked and his loins shook. Huh? I want to tell you something. Jesus was right in the ground. Huh? Whatever it was, he got to them. They were afraid. Their knees were knocking. Huh? I want to tell you something. 
Christ exposed everything in their life. Nobody knew it but Jesus and them. Huh? He opened everything up. Huh? In the in in their lives. Huh? They felt that. Huh? They knew that the Spirit of the living God had convicted their hearts and knew what type of people they was. Huh? And it said there, huh? It said that the eldest, huh, down to the last. I tell you what I believe that is. I believe that was the scribes and the Pharisees that had the most authority, the most influence over the people, huh? Huh? They went and turned around and walked away, huh? Down to the one that was the least authority, the one that had the least power and the, and the least respect, huh? Remember when you're working in a company somewhere, he's got the top dog. He's over, he's over everybody, okay? Every, and the bus stops at his office, then you got him because they go down, huh? And yet each one's got a particular uh, job that they do. That's what it was. The big dog, he went first, huh? And then all the rest followed him. Listen, my friend, think about this, huh? The very thing that they accused the woman of, which she was, she was guilty. The very thing that she was guilty of, they were the same way. Huh? They committed adultery in their lives. They were living no different huh? than what she was. Huh? Somewhere in their life, huh? they committed the same sin and the same sins. Huh? God's not mocked. Believe me. Huh? God knows what's going on. You can hide things from people, huh? You can cover up things in this life, huh? But I want to tell you, listen, there's a book in heaven that's recorded at man, every man's work. And he'll be brought to judgment for it, huh? These men were judged that day, huh? Praise God. Not going to get away huh? I know I got to stop. It said here, huh, that Jesus, huh, after he wrote down in the ground, and they all left, and the woman was standing there alone. She was standing there with Jesus, huh? I want to tell you something this morning. I want you to think about this, what this woman felt. When she got up that morning, she never dreamed what was going to happen to her. Huh? Here she comes before Jesus and this crowd, the scribes and Pharisees, grabbed her and dragged her up there in front of the temple. Tell me the Lord to preach this. Dragged her up in front of the temple. Huh? And like we said, she was so humiliated. Huh? And now, and she's thinking, oh my. They're going to stone me. They're going to kill me. I'm going to be dead. Huh? Not only the embarrassment and everything she was going through, but now she's thinking, I'm going to be killed. They're going to kill me. Huh? I'll never be married. I'll never have a family. Huh? I'll never be moved on in life again. They're going to kill me. Huh? And then all of a sudden now, what's going on? Now all those guys that accused me of what I did and were going to stone me and have me stoned, they're gone. 
What's happening? The only one standing there. The only one there still stooped down on the ground. Jesus is still down on the ground. Huh? And a woman's standing there. I want to tell you something. <laughs> she had the opportunity to go. She had the opportunity to leave. She could have left, huh? Listen, she could have walked away when the scribes and the Pharisees left. Jesus had his head down on the ground. His head had his head facing down on the ground. Huh? She could have left. But I want to tell you something. The power of God was in the midst. Something had a hold of her. Something got a hold of her heart. Now she knows. Wait a minute. This Jesus, huh? Set, he saved my life. He, he spared me from death. Something's going on with him. What is it? She was curious. And she stood there. Huh? In the midst. Huh? Jesus looked up. Scripture said, and he asked, Woman, where are thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? And she said, No men, Lord. I want to tell you my opinion. At that time, she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. She accepted him. How do you know that, preacher? Because she called him Lord. I want to tell you something. When God saved us, we called him Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God for salvation. Huh? Thank God for that. Do you remember old Paul got knocked off his horse and he said, Who art thou, Lord? Huh? Who art thou, Lord? She realized this was the Christ. Huh? Christ saved her. Huh? Praise God. Huh? And he said here, huh? I tell you, there's a whole other message in this 11th verse. He said, and Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now, I want to tell you something. I found something out as I was studying this. They say that this passage of Scripture wasn't in the original manuscripts, okay? And for a long time, it is said that the churches, huh? Back in the early churches, they didn't uh, read this story or preach on it, huh? Because they thought that, I guess their thinking was that this woman was guilty of adultery, but Jesus didn't condemn her. So in other words, their theory was Jesus didn't condemn adultery. And they thought it was too light or whatever. I have no idea. But I want to tell you something. When I read it, huh? when I see it, I see it, salvation in it. Huh? I tell you, Jesus knew that she had committed adultery because he said, go thy way and sin no more. This is what he said. Huh? Praise God. He came to see and to save that which was lost. That was his whole purpose. Huh? I tell you, it's another story of salvation. Praise God. Huh? Jesus has done the same thing for you and I. Huh? We were lost in our sins. Huh? 
and headed to a devil's hell. Listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. We were lost and without God. And Christ, I take in and forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, huh? And we were doomed to death just like the woman was, huh? She was doomed to be stoned to death. But Christ stepped in front of her, huh? And Christ took her place. Amen. He took our place on the cross, huh? Because we was heading to hell. And he saved us. Amen. So we're no different than a woman. Huh? Sin is sin. Huh? And God hates sin. And sin will send you to hell. That's just as simple as it is. Huh? Christ came to overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. And he, she said here, and go. And he said, go and sin no more. Amen. I'll tell you. Listen, church. Oh, there's something in this right here. My dad, I don't know how many times I heard him say in the Sunday school teaching and in the preaching, he mentioned this verse of Jesus telling the woman, go and sin no more. You know what that means? Huh? That means don't go out and do the same things you've done before you met me. Huh? Don't go out and commit the sins and the crimes, huh? And the ungodliness, huh? That you did before you met me. I want to tell you something. They've weakened this salvation so much in the churches today. Huh? I want to tell you something. We can live above sin. Huh? I tell you, we can walk in the light as He is in the light and have fellowship one with the other. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Huh? I need to read this. Listen to this. And I'm done. I promise you, I'm done. They find this scripture here. You find it. I want you to see this. And here, John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 says this. Hang on just a second. I had it marked and forgot about it. It says here in verse 5. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. And by the way, Jesus could have cast a stone. You know why? He was without sin. He could have cast the first stone at him. But he didn't. Sit here. Let me find my place again. And in him was no sin. Whosoever abideth in him, listen, sinneth not. And whosoever sinneth has not seen him and neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, 
For the devil said from the beginning, listen to this, <clears throat> for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God uh, doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. And this is the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his brother. I want to tell you something this morning, then I'm done. I got to quit. Huh? I tell you, <clears throat> this woman. She accepted Jesus. She stayed there and accepted the Christ and called him Lord. Huh? Her life was changed forever. Huh? Jesus said, go and sin no more. You're able to live a righteous life now. Huh? Listen, the blood, the calendar hasn't happened yet. But this was an example. You and I are living under the blood of Christ. Huh? The shed blood of Christ. Huh? There's power. I want to tell you, there's power in the cross. Listen, there's two powers in the cross. Huh? One, to forgive sin. Huh? To forgive us of our sins. And another one, to transform our lives. And change us. That we're walking, we'll walk this holy road with Christ. Without sinning. Without giving into our formal life and our formal ways. Huh? There's a change. There's a difference. I know I messed up on this, huh? I tell you, but I believe it with all my heart. Go and sin no more, huh? Oh, I tell you something. There's a change down inside. We don't want to sin. We don't want to live like the devil. We don't want to give in to the things of this world. We're changed by the blood of Christ, huh? It's not habitual anymore. We're new creatures in Christ. Huh? Some think you can sin, go on sinning. Live in sin, huh? And still be a Christian. And still have fellowship with God, but it's not true. It's not true. Huh? We mess up. If we do sin, we can go to the Father and pray. Huh? And He'll forgive us. Huh? I've been there. I know that. Huh? Go to Him and ask for forgiveness. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living in it habitually committing sin knowing when it's wrong and yet you keep doing it. I want to tell you something. Now this is it. I told you to quit. Here's what I got out of this. <clears throat> In conclusion, <clears throat> let me get a drink here. <clears throat> Your life is telling the story about you. How you live your uh, life, the character, it, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> your life is telling your story of you. How you live the character you possess. You are writing your own story of your life. What is your story? Christ wants to change your story. He wants to write you uh, write you a new story and put himself in it. Amen.
Jesus changed the adulterous woman's life story. And he, and he can change your life story also. I never really thought about that too much, I guess. But it's so true. It's one of the things I grasped this week. Your life, my life, is telling the story of who we are. Huh? For everybody that sees us, everybody knows who we are. That's the story of our life. Amen. I tell you, this adulterous woman that was caught, huh? She had a terrible story, huh? She was so messed up. She was just like the woman at the well. She was empty and without, had nothing, huh? And this woman here, in one day, the worst thing that ever happened to her happened to her in front of the crowd. And the best thing that ever happened to her that day, she met Jesus. <laughs> and changed everything. Right. Amen. I'm glad it's real, ain't you? Yeah. I'm glad it's real this morning. Praise God. I know I missed a lot of stuff here, but we just pray that those things that we did preach on, God will use them. I want to tell you something. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. Amen. I know I've been trying to preach on these stories of salvation. I was hoping Jeff would be here again today, but I know he didn't make it. But I tell you, it's important, amen, that we understand these things and bring them out. Hallelujah. God's no respecter of person. What he's done for one, he'll do for the next. Amen. No matter what your life was in or your condition you was in, huh? when you meet Jesus, everything will change.